Hey everybody, welcome back to a special episode of Wrestling Wild Black. Man, we got a really special repeat guest, a person that I just find so interesting and so awesome. My buddy, Brandon Clements from Reality of Wrestling. How's it going? How are you, man? How's it going? I'm good, my brother, from another mother. <laughs> it's holiday season. I mean, how's that? I mean, how's that whole process for you, man? Oh, man, I got to be honest with you. Um, probably sound like a crazy person when I say this, but I actually love the holiday season. Me too. I'm like, super, yeah, oh, great. Okay, cool. I'm super into, like, honestly, Halloween on, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I just get more and more excited. I'm into, like, every aspect of it, whether it's, like, parties or the gift giving or the decorating. So I'm actually in, this is my favorite part of the year. So mm -hmm. it's been a fun couple of past months for me, to say the least. So I'm, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. How about you? You're my type of guy. Yeah, I really want, I'm very into it because I want to, I want to get into the place where I'm like literally wearing sweaters and I'm doing the whole eggnog, yes. I'm doing all the stereotypical things. That's what I want to do. <laughs> um, I haven't had a chance to do that just because I work so much, but I, I think going forward, I want to do all the things, including like the Charlie Brown stuff and what, you know, are you that deep into it yourself? I, oh my God. Yes. And it, you know, the trick is, man, you literally have to make the time, mm -hmm. especially when you're, you know, doing the stuff that we're doing the industry we're in, where it's like the hustle is a part of it. Staying busy is a part of it. You have to actually make the time. Like, all right, I'm going to tonight, I'm just going to put on some Christmas movies, keep that shit on in the background mm -hmm. while I clean up or something. It's, I don't know, man, it makes me happy. I love it. Again, some people call me crazy and corny, but I love it. So I've, I've been having a great time. I love it. What are some of your favorite Christmas movies, personally? Like, some of the things that you have to watch, like, is a tradition for you? I mean, you gotta go with, like, the classics, right? But mm -hmm. at, at, at the end of the day, I'm a 90s kid, right? So mm -hmm. the classics for me are a little different than maybe some of the average people. Mm -hmm. um, I, like, I love the Santa Claus, right? Like, mm -hmm. the Santa Claus oh, is yes. such a good movie. Yes. Uh, I always gotta do that. Um, you know, Christmas Story is also a classic as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going kind of stereotypical here. Mm -hmm. um, but then I'm a horror fan, too. So you got to go with some, like, there's some great horror movies that take place during Christmas. Really? Tell um, me about some of them. I've never considered it. Tell me some. Oh, man. So, I mean, there's Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is a classic. That's great. Mm. Um, of course, now I'm blanking. I'm, Jack Frost is not as good. But I don't know. Christmas is... Christmas. Any, any kind of movie could take place during Christmas. I mean, technically... Uh, people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, right? Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I would you count Die Hard as a Christmas movie? Mm, I don't put it in my brain. Is is you know when I'm th I'm thinking like Home Alone, yeah. Rudolph the Red Nose, Charlie Brown. Right, right, right. The whole movie takes place on Christmas, though. So it's mm. like that line can be drawn kind of in weird places sometimes. But uh, you said Home Alone. Home Alone's another one, right? You oh, gotta yeah. always do Home Alone. Mm -hmm. You gotta make the time. So you should do that within the next week. Make a time. Just have a night sit back and you only even if it's on in the background mm -hmm. you know instead of instead of watching wrestling at night because <laughs> i know you're like me and you're watching wrestling like probably three nights a week mm -hmm. like you put on put on some holiday movies instead and and just hang back and you'll be happy there was you know there was a big controversy with um charlie brown because apparently i think one of the services they didn't you, you basically you didn't have the you had to have a streaming service to watch 
Charlie Brown, where traditionally you can watch it on national television. And um, I think it's going to be on PBS's streaming service because I, I have a PBS, the PBS app, which a lot of people don't know. PBS does have an app that's public broadcasting, which is like everyone in every city in America, every you know city in America. Um, you yeah. know, in Maryland, they call it Maryland Public Television or PBS is known um, as, you know, public broadcasting station. But they, I think they will be broadcasting uh, the Charlie Brown. But, you know, because now that we live in a streaming world, it's not like when, when, when me and you grew up back in the 90s. It was like pretty much it was on CBS or something like that. You'd watch it yeah. on CBS or, you know, is that, is that how your experience was growing up? I mean, you pretty much watch what's on, right? Or what you have on VHS. Yeah, or yeah, ABC, watching I think. Charlie Brown. Right, yeah. So that's 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 what I, I totally feel you. The streaming makes everything easy, which I love and I hate, right? But that's why that's why I kind of cheat and I kind of use uh, like there's like free services mm-hmm. like Pluto. Pluto oh, yes. is one. Yes, I Pluto. and it's free and it kind of mimic cable, kind of mimics cable, and like it has like an old nine like nineties eighties feel in terms of the content on there. That's a way to kind of just put the TV. Like I like having background noise, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when I'm working or editing or stuff. I will just have something on in the background, which sounds wild because mm-hmm. it sounds really distracting. But I don't know. That kind of it, it helps me, kind of keeps me focused. Believe it or not. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally feel you, man. I totally feel you about everything being, being easy, or you know, it all being easy. And uh, that's why I say take take time. You know, you actually have to sit back and be like, you hey, know, I want to watch. Put my phone down. Not actually look at my phone. Watch this movie mm-hmm. is what I do. Uh, so you got to take time for yourself to do that stuff. Oh yeah, are are you an eggnog guy or a cider guy? Oh man, I'm, I think I'm gonna. Are we talking like are we talking like spiked or just like regular? It both. It could be either one. All right, I'll go with booze, of course. I think I have to go with eggnog. Really, I've only tasted like sip like a very sip, and I'm like, nah, I'm not good. I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I know it's controversial, but you know, like eggnog with some like brandy or rum. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, like that's like a perfect holiday drink. Really? Oh. Okay. Yeah, that or some mulled wine. If you've ever had mulled wine, very yeah. very good. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that's another thing about the holidays too, right? All the food, all the drinks that you really only drink and eat around this kind of year or around this time of year rather. Mm-hmm. You can really kind of lean in on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and what like what other time of year do you eat turkey? Exactly. You know, eat like like carved turkey. Like it never happens. Have you had deep fried turkey before? No, I've seen that's like the thing now. No, I haven't had it. I have to eat it before I like before the 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 the, the seven hundredth strain of coronavirus takes over the world. <laughs> uh, I need to try. <laughs> yeah. I need to try some deep. Di- I really want to try some fried turkey. I've heard it's the once you go fried turkey, you never go back. That's what I've heard. I'm wondering what's different about it. Like, Me too. Like, I, and then also, how does it cook? Like, they must be cooking it before because I can't imagine that it's cooked all the way cooked like just by being fried. Yeah, like I can't because turkeys take like hours to cook. That's a thick bird. Thick for yeah, it's huge. Yeah, but no, I have not had it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I have to try it. I heard there's this place in Texas that does it. Uh, my buddy was telling me about it. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's so interesting. Well, I wonder if he's talking about the turkey leg hut because that's like the place here in Houston that's super popular. I don't know if they fry there. So yeah, he said. I'm gonna tell you right now. Let me see. I can think. Let's see. But green so birds, green birds wild. in Tyler, Texas. Oh no, different, different place. No, different place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it's, it's I gotta get it because I've, I've recently had good turkey. Growing up as a kid, I had a lot of dry turkey, but now I'm like, I didn't know turkey doesn't have to always be dry, but it's it's been relatively no. good. 
some people just don't know how to cook it, dude. They <laughs> think they do and they don't. That's really it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had some PTSD from my uh, dry turkey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so talk. Let's let's get into it, man. We um we, this this episode is extra special because you are part of something extremely historic, extremely important in the great wonderful world of the squared circle. Let's talk about the um, reality of wrestling going to Las Vegas, Nevada. Talk about that whole experience and why it's such a big deal for reality wrestling, especially since you're part of the the crew there. Well, man, yeah, you're right. It was wild. Like, uh, super, I mean, I I hate, I can't really even take credit for it because it was, once I found out about it, the deal was already done. I was like, oh my God, we're going to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course I was like, yeah, let's do it. But obviously a very important show for, for, for wrestling, for independent wrestling, we're the first independent wrestling company to host a show at MGM Grand. Are you serious? Uh, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's huge. Like that's it. And I didn't. We didn't actually. I don't think anybody actually actively realized that until uh, Doc Gallo said it. Who we also had on the show. He had some awesome guests on the show, which I'll totally go into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show itself. I mean, I mean, you know, Booker's a legend. You know, reality wrestling is a black. It's a black-owned business as well. Oh yeah. Um, so I think that adds to the importance of it. It's an historic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it was an all around just a historic evening, and you could kind of feel that in the air going into it, going into the whole thing. I think everybody really wanted to perform, um, you know, from every single one of the wrestlers to everyone in the production, from some of the people that we had that, uh, you know, that were out of Vegas and mm-hmm. that were you know had never worked with us before, but were just kind of going out of their way, frankly, to to really make sure that we put on the best show possible mm-hmm. um, for such a big night. Uh, in terms of the show itself, damn, dude, what can I say? I mean, tell me about I'll some surprises you had. Mm-hmm. Well, there were some crazy surprises that I didn't know were going to happen until day of. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I got the actual rundown of the show, I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I don't know what it is, man. Vegas is <laughs> Vegas is crazy, but that crowd was so hot. Yes. If anybody hasn't seen the show, I highly recommend watching the show. Did you have you uh, have you watched the show back? By no, the way? I will. No, no, I was. Uh, uh, I had some family okay. things, but but yeah, I'm gonna be watching Dude, it. Yeah, please check it out. Like you, it is the crowd is so hot. Like mm-hmm. just for just a good, a solid, awesome two hour wrestling show, which you know is a perfect time for a wrestling show, especially an indie show. Mm-hmm. Um, one too long, one too short. Really an awesome show. Everybody went in. So the crowd, first of all, is like the first thing I want to talk about. Just I was like mind blown by how engaged, how loud. They stayed hot the whole evening, which again can be kind of hard. Yeah. And here's another note. They weren't drinking. Like mm. we weren't selling booze. Mm-hmm. It was so which was just wild to me that they were stayed hot without anybody you know, maybe they came in drunk <laughs> in Vegas, but um yeah, you know, we I think it's just a testament to how good the show was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it didn't require people getting all boozed up, mm-hmm. which we know goes hand in hand with wrestling. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, wild night. Some of the people that we had show up, I mean, we had some surprises. And I hate to spoil them all, but it's been a couple weeks now. Um, Boogeyman showed up at one point. Oh, yes. Uh, which was, I mean, just insane. You know, that guy's like, I'll tell you about some mark out moments I had with him, too. You know, after, and I'll tell, tell you in a bit because there's a whole story to this, but. He's a great guy, uh, you know, did his thing, broke a clock over his head, freaked everyone out, but he's also a sweetheart somehow. The kids love him, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's very much a, a baby face. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, uh, uh, 
now I'm, now I'm like, Disco Inferno. Of course, what? Now I'm, like, I'm blanking on the eye. Yeah, he hosted the show. So he was wow. our host for the evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, some legends kind of came in there. And then halfway through the evening, Dom Gallows comes out with the Impact Championship and says, you know, oh, so this is reality wrestling and uh, first, you know, first independent show. And he put us over really well before, you know, kind of going in and, and and saying, you know, talking some shit. And so yeah. he eventually called out some security and <laughs> he took out our security and, you know, did his thing. Mm-hmm. And, and which was great to see because I'm a huge, I'm a huge, like, I love Good Brothers. And I, I love those guys. They're, 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 they're great. They're workers. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my Mark ass had a Young Buck shirt on when I went to say hi to him, <laughs> shake his hand. Of course, right? I was like, I would be wearing this shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, really great show. I recommend everybody watch it back. I won't spoil into the actual matches themselves because they're totally worth watching. Um, I think match of the night for me was probably uh, Edge Stone versus Mysterious Q, two of our kind of like biggest workers. Oh yeah, just big beefy dudes beating, beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, slapping me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But frankly, the whole show was was really really good, and I watch it. And everyone says that, but if you've never watched a road show before. And you kind of want to see what we're all about. That is, I think, probably the best. That's a good place to start right there. Mm. Um, and uh, our main event was a uh, triple threat between our former champion, Cam Cole, uh, our current champion, uh, double champ, actually, uh, Will Allday versus Danny Limelight. Mm. Um, so we had some talent, man. We had some talent in the building, and, and everybody was feeling it. And after the show, you know, everybody kind of, I think was still kind of high off of it. You know, it's kind of a surreal thing to do to be in another city and that you've never been in and do the thing that you've done before. And for me personally, um, unfortunately my director couldn't show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't, he couldn't come. He had some, uh, he had some like insinuating circumstances. So I had to kind of step up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, a lot, a bit actually. And basically, and I'm not going to say do his job because, he does 10 times more than I ever would at a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of ways kind of fill in, in those spots that he might have been doing day of in terms of like handling cues and making sure everybody was set with production. And, um, you know, making sure that I don't know, our cameras are good and, 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 you know, just kind of get on the same page as the whole crew. So it was a very big test for me personally and professionally. Um, but everything went, everything went really well. Everything went well. It was a great show. Awesome. Um, so everybody watch it. But, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Now, for our fans that really love the nuts and bolts of, of production and just watching the, the backstage stuff, talk about the difference between uh, doing a show uh, on the road versus a, back home in Texas. Talk about the differences between that. I'm curious about how that works schematically. Yeah, yeah great, great question. Um, well, I mean, obviously, when you're at home and you know, you're in your home, it's, you got home advantage, right? Home field advantage. So you got all, you know, everything is, you obviously have all your stuff there. Um, uh, here we couldn't travel with everything. I'll just be honest. We couldn't travel with all of our, you know, you can't take an entire sound, uh, you know, entire, just you can't take a whole rig. It just, it can be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily we're going to the MGM grant, right? So there's things to use there. Uh, and, uh, I guess really to answer your question was, it's really just playing puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're kind of figuring out what you don't have, what you need. All of a sudden, you need a you know a quarter inch to eighth inch auxiliary cable just for the entire sound system to work. <laughs> that wasn't something you're anticipating, you know, when you're traveling thousands of miles. So, uh, but I think I think more just generally, um, you're really relying a lot on your home talent, mm-hmm. uh, as in the talent of the of the place that you're going to. Right? You really lean on the infrastructure that's already there. 
the ring was not ours. Mm. You know, the ring was, was not one that we brought, you know, it was a Vegas organization. A lot of the boys that were on the show were, were local guys that were working, even if they were just extras mm-hmm. um, or just, you know, holding, <laughs> you know, a door closed or something. So, there's a lot of that. And I think that's one thing I learned most is just how actually tight knit this scene is when you can go thousands of miles and you have dozens of people who are like, yeah, let's get this done. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because we want to put on a good show. There's like one goal ultimately. And you can say what you want about guys who want to like get over and, you know, it's Booker T and they want to, but no, there's truly just dudes holding the door who didn't even, you know, they're, they're doing this for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love so, that. That was kind of maybe the biggest takeaway for me of, of the difference, you know, from being at home versus being on the road is, is you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people, a lot of new people here you're meeting and everybody. I met some great people, man. Like Beast, Beast the Butcher is like we're off the top of my head. Great performer. Or like, I mean, just sick ass wrestler. Mm-hmm. But was back, back behind the scenes, you know, setting everything up with me, brought the whole sound you know, the whole, like basically the entire speaker system and stuff. So that, that, that kind of stuff, you know, like guys just working the entire day. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that on the road. Um, wow. So I hope that answers your question. So did you guys fly or drive? It was, I think it was kind of a combination from the whole crew. I flew, Mm -hmm. some dudes drove. Um, I pretty much flew in that night. I'll be honest, got some dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge gambler, but I, I did want to gamble a little bit to mm-hmm. see how that went. <laughs> and then woke up early the next day, and we just basically worked that whole day. And uh, after the show, kind of a highlight, man, was, you know, there was the time where we all got to kind of hang back and celebrate what we did. And we were we went up into the MGM Palace, or basically, it's, 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 Are you it's like the top, the top suite, right? The, yeah. The penthouse, the penthouse suite where I guess Booker and Charmel were staying. Wow. And uh, we had our little after party there. So we're up there, all the boys and uh, boys and girls, of course, you know. And wow. uh, which is weird how the boys is like a wrestling phrase, but, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's, it's not all boys yeah. by any means. Wow. Um, but, and, uh, you know, we're up there, Book, Charmel, and Boogeyman's up there too. And it's yeah. just a very kind of surreal, awesome experience for Think everybody is on the same page. We've done this incredible thing and put on a show at another city, which is really hard and pulled it off and uh, filmed it. You know, you get that too. You get that satisfaction of taking the SIM cards out and, or rather the, the uh, SD cards out and being like, Oh my God, we got it. Um, <laughs> I feel that. So yeah, it was, it was an, it was an, a very rewarding and surreal experience. And I recommend that anybody who is, a wrestler or a, a work in production, I recommend traveling with your show. Like if, if it's possible or if it's an opportunity that is given to you. And um, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to be brought out there and work for them and put it on for them. And, and we, we made it happen, man. It was, it was a great time. Great, great time. And book was awesome. Personally walked up to me and really wanted to let me know how much I had stepped it up, which was wild. Probably the wow. first extended conversation I've had with him, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So it was a great weekend. Watch the show. Totally watch wow. the show. You'll love it. I guarantee you'll love it. Hell yeah, definitely. I'm going to do that and make some, some time for it this week now that things have calmed down a little bit. That What amazing thing to be on a roof in a beautiful palace and the things that pro wrestling <laughs> can do for your life. I can only, I could literally picture you standing there with all these dope, interesting people and you're like, man, professional wrestling has gotten me into this place and seeing these beautiful things. 
What a beautiful mm-hmm. experience. Now, let's talk about something that a lot of people may not be aware of with reality wrestling. There's syndication in multiple cities now. Um, yeah. got, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for Book and the company's bottom line? Because you hear syndication, but what does that really, how does that really affect your job? And, and what does that really mean for what you guys are doing in your product? Well, um, well, for, first and foremost, yeah, like we're on TV now, which mm-hmm. is, I think that kind of, that's wild, right? We're on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've made stuff that's on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I like, which is just took a little while to sink in. You know, you grow up and you like watch TV and, and you don't, you know, it's, it's just very surreal. Like I'm making stuff for television now. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I kind of had to sink in for everyone, but, uh, not just me, but, uh, logistically, I think as a production, everybody kind of took a step back, especially the crew was like, okay, how are we going to present this now? So there, there were definitely some changes in the editing style. I cannot take credit for that. Kevin uh, Bernhardt, mm-hmm. it's all him. He's, he edits all our shows. Um, what I have been doing though, is been really trying to go out of my way to make more kind of cinematic style vignettes that I feel work well for television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been wild. You know, I've got a TV credit now. I can yes. say that I was Hold a producer. Up. Hold and up. It, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like that's a real deal thing I can say. And didn't think I ever expected to get into that once I, you know, once I started enjoying wrestling as like a viewer. Never thought that I would be here. And, uh, not that like, because there's so much to do. And by no means, is, you know, I, this, by no means is what I'm doing. Uh, the end goal for me right now, but I'm very grateful for what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think getting the TV deal was, uh, everybody can kind of say the same thing at row. Like, all right, let's keep, let's keep doing this. Now we can really get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there, a lot of it still remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for me, um, like without spoiling everything kind of in the works of figuring something out on a little more of an official basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can do more, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I do have a full time job still, you know, professional wrestling is, it is my hobby, believe it or not. Like, and, Mm -hmm. uh, so if it can get paid for it, that'd be great. And (laughs) us getting a television deal obviously leaves doors like that a little more open. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, without getting too much into it. Hopefully very soon or sooner rather than later, you'll see me talking a little about a little bit more about, um, just what that means, what my role might mean. But as of it. now, I'm going to continue my thing as, as producing stuff and, you know, occasionally executive, executive producing the shows as if I, like I did in Vegas, I was an executive producer for that show, which was wild. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to keep on, but hopefully I have a little more to share in, 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 in due time, um, about some, about some wild developments and i'll tell you after we we cut off of course <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> well yeah um, and it's just the, the talent is there when i look at the stuff that you edit and your in your eye and your and your your sense of understanding it, it, it says a lot about you you're heavily skilled and it's just a matter of time um for the universe will bless that effort and bless that skill i do i do truly believe when people have the skill set they have the the disposition the the heart for it the universe will put you in the right place and and that's what i get from you and i'm happy that you've come on our podcast and, and, you're, and we're part of the journey with you you know but prior to talking to you you guys weren't syndicated prior to talking to you you guys weren't in sure. las vegas the train is moving quickly um, true. and i only made one i think you talked to me and i only made the one vignette. promo yeah i think it was savage yep the savage king yes, and sir. to this point i've made 
I think seven, three of which are a little more cinematic, which is like my proud. I want to, that's what I put at the top of the list to show mm-hmm. people, but you're right. Yeah. A lot has happened in a very short amount of time. So I'm just, you know, and, and I can't, I'm not going to take credit for all of it. If not, you know, I, I can't even take credit for any of it that other than what I have, you know, contributed um, because there's just so much work put in by like, you know, by Kevin, and by Booker and by Brad Gilmore and, you know, of course by Charmel, there's so many people that just bust their ass on a daily basis while I like to edit. I think I'm doing the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, re- I legit, I legitimately think I'm doing the fun stuff. I'm filming stuff and editing it and putting it together and making sure sound sounds good and stuff. That's the fun shit, mm-hmm. you know? So, so shout out to everyone else that's just really gone out of their way to make um, kind of my life a little more elevated because of, all that hard work and make this work, you know, frankly, kind of easier to produce because there's such an infrastructure there um, to make it happen. So I'm just, I'm very, very grateful. Continue to be very grateful for uh, being able to create some stuff. And you're right. You have been a part of this journey with me and talking to me. So I'm always grateful for to, to talk to you and, and to, you know, it's, it's always great to talk to you about this stuff. It's, yeah. We're totally like-minded on a lot of this stuff, man, for sure. Oh yeah. It's just beautiful to see, you know, wrestling thriving, especially uh, as a, as a black man, man of color, making a product and, and people are saying, you know, we need more representation in wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And we know the historical things of wrestling, but when you have a man like with good character, like a Booker T and he's doing this support, go, if, if you're out of town and you want to take a vacation, go to reality of wrestling support, put your dollars in there. Um, um, be an advocate for what they do because we do need representation in multiple different places and he's making an excellent product and the universe again is answering the call and um, it's a pleasure to have you on so folks again we appreciate you guys for coming on another episode of wrestling around black i'm so thankful for brandon coming on i'm excited to go watch it myself and really uh analyze it and break it down and it's just um another great experience guys so i hope that you appreciate this episode i'll continue to spice it up and bring really cool interesting people like brandon and um, you never know i might show up at reality wrestling one day and do an in-person uh episode as well with my little roadcaster so guys thank you so much peace (laughs) Hands up with your feel, man.